Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On this episode of Big Drive Energy, we're going to discuss some golf memorabilia coming up for sale and how it just stacks up against other memorabilia and sports. We're going to discuss the Hero World Challenge coming up. Unfortunately, a DNP from the GOAT, Tiger Woods. Uh, We're also going to discuss whether or not we think golf carts should be allowed on the golf course, especially in the PGA Tour. On the golf course, yes, on the PGA Tour. Yeah, on the PGA Tour. And this is all brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Pins and Aces. They just had a huge Black Friday sale. Uh, Nick (laughs) kept getting on the Instagram live and giving away more stuff. They did an awesome job with it. Uh, We'll get to talk to him pretty soon and and see how they did. But overall, just a, I think a really cool idea that I've actually now stolen uh, for some other things that I do as far as uh, doing some extra giveaways, but they are giving away speakers and they had some liquor sticks and all this stuff. And uh, Nick on one of the videos got caught putting his in in at the beginning. Pretty funny. I, so. I did see that. Yeah, it, Nick, Nick is the goat. Uh, pins and aces is the best. You can go over to pinsandaces.com. Still time to get some Christmas shopping in. Use the promo code BDE. That gets you 15% off the entire website other than the liquor stick, although it may work. So give it a shot. Um, They have amazing polos, hats, golf bags. We're both rocking their golf bags right now. Mitch has got the white one. I've got the bright pink one. Somebody asked me if it was my wife's and I told him to kindly fuck off um, because it's badass, especially with my uh, king head cover that's also pink and purple. So uh, they have the best apparel and gear in the game. So make sure you're checking out pinsandaces.com. Using the promo code BDE, that'll save you 15% off. That's pinsandaces.com. Promo code BDE. All right, let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. (laughs) Some serious editing to 
be done in that first fucking two minutes. <laughs> Buddy, Thanksgiving's over. We're in full Christmas swing. How you doing? How how was your Thanksgiving? You got to uh, got to get away for a little while, head to the East Coast, even though we're headed back there this weekend. But uh, how how was the trip, man? Yeah, um, it was good. As you can see, I've got <clears throat> you can only see the corner of it, but I've got my Christmas tree up already. Um, I've been. I haven't been, I haven't found the time to put up my outside lights yet. So hopefully I don't look like a Scrooge. It is still not officially December. So I, I feel like I've got a little bit of a, of time before I look like a total asshole in my neighborhood. Uh, I think you're time, you're time traveling or time traveling a little bit in this episode because by the time it's out, it will be December. So. Happy, oh yeah. Okay. Wake wake up, yes. Wake we're up, recording. Wake this. Up. It's the first of the month. Get up. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're recording this uh, the last day of November, um, and so I, I am getting ready to put my Christmas lights up probably next sometime next week, and yeah, my, my trip to New Jersey was awesome. I got to meet my girlfriend's whole extended family, so uh, that's always a treat. Um, no, but they were actually really cool. I, I enjoyed myself. They were funny, uh, and any just- of them, Any of them big golfers or what? Not necessarily. No, everybody wants me to take them out on the golf course and teach them how to, or, you know, make, make them better. So that'll be a a fun task when I get out there, um, to play some golf, I'll definitely be helping everyone, everyone between her coworkers, her family, her, uh, clients, you know, the whole bit. I'll, I'll help anybody improve their game. I'm not, uh, prejudiced towards anybody's golf game. I, I will help everyone. Um, but yeah, the, the trip was really good. We ended up going to New York City Saturday, which was a lot of fun. Um, big the place in the Big Apple. Yeah, big sh- that she came up with that Instagram caption all on her own, so that was pretty impressive. Uh, but yeah, my girlfriend calls me Big Shoots, which is the fucking coolest, funniest thing I've ever heard. So good. Yeah, it Absolutely cracks me. Up. Had me rolling when I yeah. heard that. <laughs> we were actually on the train in there, and she was like, "I think I already have the Instagram caption in my head." I was like, "Oh wow, you're." getting creative here um but yeah it was it was a lot of fun we went to the we went to bryant park we didn't go to central park or anything but we went to bryant park which is a little bit north of central park in uh new york city and they had a big christmas festival not festival i guess they had a lot of like christmas shops up uh they had a skating rink they had a bar uh it was a really really cool setup so we went up there um i bought some christmas ornaments for myself, I actually bought one for you, dude. I didn't, I forgot to give it to you um, when you picked me up, but I've got a Christmas ornament for your guys' tree from New York City. So pretty exciting stuff. Um, and then, oh, what was I going to say? I just totally fucking spaced it. Um, oh, I don't, I don't know. It was something to do with my trip, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm back in Colorado now. And Christmas is upon us. And I am, for those of you who don't know me that well, I love, I fucking love Christmas. I just, I try, I basically try to encapsulate like being a little kid again, even though you never really can recreate it. But I just think it's such a fun time to kind of forget about just like everyday life and work and everything and, and just focus on having a good time, you know, getting presents, giving presents, going to holiday parties, hanging out with friends. It's, snowy out so you get to stay inside and watch watch your shows and watch football i don't know it's just one of my favorite times of year so um i am this is peak mitchell that you'll see is 
the month before Christmas is just me living my best life. Actually, it's second behind, close second behind the day I leave the golf course and I'm uh, I'm no longer employed at, for for now. Um, when I'm unemployed, I will be peaking. Fun employed is what we call it. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be more of a fun employment. Got a lot of travel planned and all that stuff, so it's a it's not going to be a sad time. <laughs> no. uh, well, what about you? I I was going to say what. Dude, I can't not remember for the life of me what I was going to ask or what I was going to say. I felt like I had a decent tidbit. Um, Probably but not. If, how, how was your Thanksgiving? What did you do? Thanksgiving was good. Uh, went into both our mom's house and the in-laws on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, then I got sick. I got the suds uh, probably from you. No, not probably from you, but from somewhere, uh, kids or or cleaning out the dusty basement. You know, they're just a multitude of things that could have given me. Yeah, this, I try uh, to but... stay away from you as much as possible. I don't know how I would have given it to you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, spent uh, most of Friday, Saturday, Sunday on the couch uh, after the World Cup game on Friday, which wasn't bad other than Iowa just getting clapped by Nebraska for the first time in seven years. It was a, it was a really peak three days to be on the couch, like full swing of college football rivalry weekend. Like every game this weekend was pretty good. Like even just the matchup more, I guess not necessarily every game, but every game you looked at the matchup, you're like, Oh, that like sounds fun to watch. Like I, I enjoyed, um, sitting on the couch and watching games Friday, Saturday, other than the Broncos game, I enjoyed football Sunday. So uh, I just really took it in even Thursday. Shit. We had thanks Thanksgiving games on Thursday. were all good. So uh, overall, other than being sick, a good holiday, but like we talked about last time, I think is once you're sick and you just appreciate feeling healthy and oh, yeah. something, and that's something that you feel every day. So it's kind of just like knocks you down a notch and gets you back to a, you know, just being appreciative. I'm thankful. You know, we talked about what we were thankful for last week. Well, I'm just thankful to feel better now and just be able to wake up and breathe out of my nose a little bit and not have to like run for the clean Xbox. Yeah, I dude, I totally feel that. But even like my cold from a couple of weeks ago, or actually just early, like late last or early last week, late the week before. Um, so kind of a week and a half ago, I had that cold and it's still kind of lingering in my sinuses. It's still plugging my nose and it fucking sucks, dude. I, I have the sniffles. I'm constantly like hacking shit up. It's, it's just gross. I'm just gross. Just a gross human. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's so funny too, when you get sick, cause you can like tell it's coming. You're kind of like, you wake up one morning and you're not fully oh, sick, but worst. you're like, Oh, like your throat hurts a little bit and you're feeling a little tired. And then you maybe slap some Dayquil in there. No free ads, but you, you, uh, that stuff's like low grade cocaine to me. I, Dude, I've I, never... I literally drank it for like a week straight. And then I, I finally quit taking it like Dayquil and NyQuil. And I couldn't sleep that night. Like, I don't know if that's what was like putting me to sleep or what, but I just flat out could not sleep. I was like, am I getting like a low key addiction to NyQuil? Um, Cause I did go through a little like period when I was eight years old where I just loved codeine. <laughs> I got it for a cold. And then I, I just kept asking my mom, like, can I have some codeine? Like, I can't sleep. Like, I just, I was fucking ahead of my time with the lean, a little Sprite and codeine. I don't know if we can talk about that. Um, but yeah, I, I've been, uh, you, you just get so used to like every night when you're sick, you just take it. And then even when you're, you feel like you're getting better, you're like, oh, I still want to take it just to be sure. 
And then all of a sudden you're relying on NyQuil to fall asleep. So that's not really a good thing either. But I did see like my favorite definition of like when you said you feel getting sick, it's that night. So it's like the first night you wake up, your throat feels dry. You take a drink of water and it like fixes it immediately. Then the next night you wake up, you take a drink of water. It does nothing. It like your throat hurts and you're like, okay, I'm fucked. I'm sick. Like, that <laughs> okay, is here it comes. you know what I mean? Cause you take that drink of water in the middle of the night. And if your throat's dry and with us living in Colorado, all your shit's dry all the time. Um, no matter what it is, we don't need to get into that, but it's all dry. Uh, but when you take a sip of that water and it doesn't like quench anything, it just hits your throat and it kind of hurts. You're like, what the fuck? Like, this is exactly what I did not want out of this. So, yeah. yeah that, and and then you're uh, like pre-scared about being sick. You're like, oh, oh you get like anxiety about being sick. Yeah. And actually this cold I had lasted like a good five days and it was not a fun five days. Usually if I get. If I feel like I have a little cold, it's maybe two days, maybe three. But I was like, this shit's never going away. You know, when you get in that stupid mindset where you like can never picture your life without like being sick or like without being sick, you're like, is this how it's going to be forever? And obviously it's not. I mean, hopefully, but most of the time it's not. You just can't imagine like not being sick when you're in the middle of it. You're like, this is the fucking worst thing ever. Yeah. Like I was pretty sick Friday. I didn't feel that bad. And then I just went straight off a cliff Friday night mm-hmm. and then woke up Saturday morning. Not great. Definitely still like in the middle of it. Sat- Sunday morning, woke up, felt a little better. Uh, Broncos made me drink a little whiskey. So I did, I did that as well. Um, not always the best plan, but I'm usually just used to drinking every single day. So it's like when I didn't drink for the end of Friday and all Saturday, I was kind of like, oh, that's, so a you couple know, days if me. Spencer's not drinking, he's sick. Yeah, exactly. And so, but then Monday I woke up, felt a lot better, went to work feeling good. And then Tuesday, yesterday morning I woke up and I felt like it was coming back or I like wasn't out of it yet. And I was like, oh, oh this is not it. But Dude, do you it, remember when we went to Nashville when I was like 21 and I was sick for like three weeks straight? It was the, it, it kept coming back and it was like the scariest thing ever. Like I'd feel better and I got sick again. Then I feel better. And then I got sick again. And it was probably cause we went to Nashville and I was literally like taking antibiotics at the bars in Nashville and just fucking, this is before COVID. Um, otherwise it'd be publicly shamed for going out while I was sick. Uh, back in the days where you just raw dog life, you just go out in public when you're sick and people just deal with it raw dog the air like you still have to go to work like <laughs> yes i was literally oh, man, imagine that. With, with my infected lungs but yeah that there's nothing worse than feeling like you get sick again for the second time or it never really goes away so you and another i would say another top worst feeling of when you're sick is when you walk outside and it's really cold and you like inhale the cold air and it hurts your throat that is just you and you just want nothing more than just be warm. Like, and I'm usually a cold weather person. Like I enjoy the cold weather, but when it physically hurts you, that's a totally different level of suck. Yeah. See, it always physically hurts me. I'm not a cold weather person at all. So like when I walk outside and it's like 10 degrees, I'm immediately, I'm turn around, go back inside before the door even shuts type of guy. That's yeah. Me. I, I'm, I'm not that uh, Simpsons meme. You're just in and out. Yeah, I'm not I'm not thick skinned or thick boned or whatever 
whatever warm blooded, whatever like, I call myself. No, just Big whatever no, people that like can go out in the cold that just are normal. And they're like, Oh yeah, they're wearing shorts when it's 30 degrees. Like, There's always that one dude that wears shorts in an absolutely asinine cold weather. And you're like, you're an idiot. Like that's not, there's nothing, there's nothing hard about what, acting like you're tougher than the fucking cold weather. Like, Oh, I can't feel anything, dude. Can you, Im- Oh yeah. People are fucking stupid. Like just wear the, wear the appro- appropriate attire. And then you can uh, just be like, yeah, it's not that cold out. That doesn't mean I have to wear fucking a banana hammock outside to prove that it's not cold. You know, dude, you're not a man. If you're not wearing nothing in the cold, bro, we all know that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, you're you're the harder one than me with that. You've gone to a few Broncos games with no shirt on. I mean, you've been shit faced to that. At that point, it really doesn't matter. But um, I have never thought I was that tough to go shirtless anywhere. <laughs> no, Even in yeah. the swimming pool, you're... that's how not tough I am. I'll fucking wear. <laughs> no, I don't wear a fucking shirt in the swimming pool. I'm not that kind of dude. Um, well. What do you, what's that face for? I haven't fucking I'm just saying maybe you are, maybe you are. I no, know. I am not asshole. And the only time I, I feel like the un Spencer's getting way too much of a kick out of this coming from Mr. Fucking skinny fat over here. Who's, who's starting to get the dad bod already starting to get the- it's coming. <laughs> See, it's I'm just me thick and I just embrace it. So I think a great look like is an unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt on like, by the pool or by the beach like it doesn't show everything but it's also like i'm not afraid to show my skin um i feel like it's just a nice fuck you dude whatever look you're giving me you can go fuck yourself spencer is just laughing his ass i'm just i'm just thinking about you in a fucking hawaiian shirt dude it's funny fuck you no you're thinking about me in a t-shirt in the pool (laughs) spencer's getting you're such a prick like Spencer uh, no, acts like I'm the fucking mean one. I'm not. I'm laughing with you, not at you. Whatever. Um, we also did get to go to One Shot Back, which we talked about last pod after the podcast. So uh, Mitchell came down to the big city for the night and we went to uh, one, uh, one Shot Back at great cocktail bar. Phenomenal uh, drunken gingerbread man. Had a few of those on Mitchell's tab. I accidentally forgot my wallet in the car. You hate to see that. Yeah, I'm um, drinking water and Spencer fucking orders a, some foo-foo cocktail. And then he's like, oh, do you have a card on you? I'm like, oh, my God. And then he <laughs> proceeds to have, what, three more of them. And then the tab's $70 before I know it. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is worth sending a, a Venmo request for. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not, super awesome. I'll buy I'll buy you a couple of drinks, but if, if I'm drinking water and the tap's 70 bucks and I've literally had nothing, I'm not paying for that. I'm out. <laughs> but no, it was actually suit the vibes there were immaculate, as one might say. Yeah, them, I mean like, the bar awesome. itself is just awesome. Like a really cool, it's like a really cool Denver bar that just happens to have golf simulators. It's not like your typical golf bar, you know what I mean? There it's like a Buffalo wild wings with golf simulators. And it. it's actually like cool. They have like craft cocktails that they, you know, re- they, they don't just ma- shit out your, your run of the mill cocktail. They'll make custom cocktails. They, the um, atmosphere, like Spencer said is really cool, but then they just have two golf simulators and they've got some TVs in there for watching sports. It's just a great bar all around. 
Yeah, dude, I actually talked uh, DNVR into doing their holiday party there. So we're going to have our holiday party there, which will be pretty dope. Fuck yeah, hop on the golf simulators and sign that insurance waivers in case somebody gets hit in the head. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, really awesome. But like you said, I think one of the coolest parts about it is uh, the well the vibes are by far the best thing just walking in there it's it's all Christmassy now and they they go to length to decorate for Christmas and yeah know, everything lights and all that which is really cool so I'll be interested to see it kind of in the summer or when it's not holiday time as well but holiday they time. also <laughs> well you never know good you English dude. get canceled for anything we've said Christmas during times. holiday time <laughs> our podcast is going to be uh deleted off off of Spotify and Apple podcast they said Christmas um but I think just the overall appeal of it being like you said a cocktail bar with golf simulators it's not a golf simulator bar that serves drinks completely different feel from the other place that I went and played in that league in and it just I'd go hang out there even if I wasn't hitting golf balls Um, exactly that's the cool part about it is it's a bar it's a very bar forward that's what that's the way the owner described it to us it's a it's bar forward with golf simulators it's not a bar that's just centered around the golf simulators yeah so and they the cocktails were all fire uh they like mitchell said make their own it's not you know you're not getting a rum and coke or you can but it's a lot of and they have special holiday menus for cocktails and they have great daily specials like uh thursday is all day happy hour they have a night just for like ladies like wine wednesday i want to say or ladies drink for this or so they have a lot of cool specials or they just started about i think thursday they do happy hour all day yeah i just said that oh did you really clearly out of it yeah i'm not paying attention no, that's fine. But uh, I'll I'll handle this next forty five seconds or so, and then I'll kick it back to you Perfect. when you're ready. Um, but yeah, just an overall cool feel, and I'm excited to go back there. It's over off of um, Curtis Street. Oh, Curtis Street, yeah, pretty you're close wrong. to uh, Coors Field and Ball Arena, kind of. If you're in the area, so make sure to go check it out. It's definitely it's, closer uh, awesome. to Coors Field than Ball Arena, but yeah, it's only like a couple blocks. Just in the general vicinity is is what I'm looking for. Well, that's, yeah, that's all Denver. Like you could say anything's in the general vicinity, you dumbass. Okay. Well, I'm not great with uh, direction or even in the city that I've lived in my entire life. So yeah, it's down the road from Spencer's house. He's like, I think it's in Longmont. (laughs) All right. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. Let's, uh, Let's discuss. So we got the unfortunate news or fortunate, I guess, depending upon the kind of golf fan you are. Tiger Woods is going to be withdrawing from the Hero World Challenge, which is like his own tournament. Um, so kind of not huge news here. Uh, I It's funny because the, this is like maybe the one tournament other than a major you would think that he wouldn't go all he would try to go all out to play in just because it's like his event. But, yeah, but it's also kind of a nothing burger. Yeah, it's like this this whole next month, you're going to be getting very little PGA Tour updates from us and like talk about like professional golf. Not that we do that a ton anyways. We always like to recap or talk about a winner, or crazy shots from the week. If you're if you're new to the program, welcome. Uh, we'll start doing that and doing picks a ton, especially when the new PGA Tour season kicks off or when the tour tournament of champions kicks off early January, we kind of get back into it. But right now it's kind of a lull for professional golf where they get into the more interesting events like the, the PNC, the hero world challenge, just different events that 
that aren't as serious, but you like at the PN or the hero world challenge, there's still like a really good group of players in that. Oh yeah. I mean, the fields are still really good. Um, is the shark shootout in December too? Isn't that usually in December? Didn't they cancel or do they still call it the shark shootout and Greg Norman's just not allowed to be there? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm going to find out. I, I feel like usually it goes like PNC, um, the hero and the shark shootout all in December, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I, so actually the funny story behind tiger withdrawing from, um, Oh, and I don't really know if it had anything to do with it, but so apparently before the, or they were doing like a press day for the hero world challenge on Tuesday. And they had this, the floating, like the, they put that like little floating thing out in the uh, middle of this lake off of the golf course and Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Thomas, and a few other guys, uh, Billy Horschel, Tom Kim, Max Homa, whatever, Matthew Fitzpatrick, you get the point. They did this little hero shot skills competition. Um, and the object was to hit a, a bullseye that was 87 yards out from an elevated surface, like near the 18th hole, basically just trying to hit it onto that surface in the middle of the lake. And it was 86 yards. So, you got to think a PGA Tour player is going to hit at least that a couple times. Um, so Tiger ended up going last. He missed the green every single time pretty badly, like the first four times. And everyone started giving him shit after his fourth one. I guess he goes, fuck, I got to get one on land, don't I? And then he he airmailed the fifth one. And then by that time, I guess Fleetwood goes, have you ever played golf before? And everyone just like burst out laughing. But talk about just, like, embarrassing as shit for Tiger. And that's, like, I would almost equate that to, like, what Russell Wilson's done, like, the first 11 weeks of the season. Um, he's going to withdraw eventually due to injury. He's going to, you know, if you embarrass yourself that bad like Tiger, Tiger's like, I can't fucking play this week after what I just did. So it, it, that's, I feel like that's going to be Russell Wilson here soon. He's going to make up some fucking injury and then he's going to be saying he's been playing with it all year. Anyway, I don't want to go down that negative road. Um, but yeah, so Tiger's out at the hero due to plantar fasciitis. I think, is that in the, uh, is that in the arch of your foot or the heel of your foot? Is that in your foot? Yes. I'm, I'm not a podiatrist, but that does sound like a foot issue. The fact um, you knew that a uh, foot doctor is a podiatrist is pretty impressive. Yeah, which is a little confusing because a, pedi- a pediatrician is like a kid doctor, right? And that is podiatrist, A podiatrist is, so what do feet and kids have in common? That I do not know. Weird uh, people like them. Okay, I'm done. Oh, yeah, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> okay, fucking that creepers. is actually really good. That was really good, actually. Well, Holy. fucking what do feet and kids have in common? That's just like a low-hanging fruit, but. Well, that might be one of the best uh, one-liners we've ever had in this this freaking podcast. But uh, it's heel pain. That up for me. So okay, it's in heel. heel, which Michael Porter Jr. also has right now. Great. So, <laughs> what do Tiger and MPJ have in common? Both soft. Oh wow! Uh, I only think one of those people is soft. You know what? What is interesting though, and you kind of brought up this point, is the the relation between Tiger Woods and Russell Wilson is. I don't think uh, right now, Russell Wilson could be injured. Like you said, that could, that could, that's an easy out. Like he had the yeah. shoulder strain. He missed a game, but 
I don't think after all this time of watching Tiger Woods, I've never seen him play bad golf, not because of an injury. Does that make sense? Like to me, you know, granted football is a different sport. You play through a lot of injuries. You can be injured all the time, but never actually hurt or, or vice versa. Sorry. You could be hurt all the, you're pretty much out. They're all hurt after Are you hurt. Or are you injured buddy? Exactly. But yeah. like tiger, I, I, tiger's never got to the point for me watching him where it's like, whoa, he's just bad because he's always had those spurts of greatness. Like what was it? Two or three masters ago, not the one he won, but the year after he played in it, 2000 had to be that would have been 2020. 20, he won 2020, the, the 2020, which was the one in November. The uh, he, he had like six birdies and he birdied the last six holes of the entire tournament after he barely made the cut and nobody yeah. had ever done that in history. So it's like, you see that he's still like the greatness is still there for him. So I think that's so where you're like, basically saying that every time he plays bad golf, you think he's injured. Exactly. Like, I don't think, I think he's still good enough at this game where to put himself, like he would, would be even fully healthy. I think if he played fully healthy for a year, he'd be a top 40 to 50 PGA tour player. Oh, that's I think saying, he'd be like, higher. I think he'd be higher than that. You think so? Like, I, yeah. I just don't, that's what I'm saying though, is I haven't personally seen him just be like bad and healthy every yeah. time he's bad. And granted it could be him, you know, like Aaron Donald, I saw this week is missing with a foot injury. No, he's missing with a, the Rams are three and 12 and he's their best player injury. Like dude hasn't missed a game in nine years. Yeah. You know, exactly. like it, it, those things it, come up in sports, but Tigers hit it so well for me, at least that like, I don't think he's capable of actually playing bad golf. I think he's just either hurt or he's just tight. <laughs> no, I get that. And I think it almost, not almost, I think it definitely involves your ego because look at Russell Wilson. I mean, and tiger, like any great athlete, and we've discussed this, but any great athlete is, is going to be quick to blame something else purely because they are, superhuman athletes like they haven't they haven't gotten to the point that they're at in life by constantly blaming themselves and being you know hard on themselves and really i mean you know what i'm saying i i'm not saying they're not hard on themselves but they're going to be quick to be like oh yeah it wasn't me they're they're going to have an excuse because they know how great they are or they think they're still great no matter what um so no i totally agree because like you said you rarely see tiger and like if Tiger's playing bad, he's just not going to play. So even if he is healthy, remember when he came back at the waste management that year and he was shanking all of his chips, he had the fucking shanks. And oh, I don't know if I actually remember that. You got to remember that. It was like 2015 or 2016 and he played like only the first night and then he withdrew due to injury, quote unquote. He was not injured. He had the fucking shanks, dude. He had the yips. He... I remember he was in front of like the, I, I want to say it's a fifth or sixth green on the front at TPC saw or TPC Scottsdale. And he's just off the front edge of the green fucking hosels it directly. Right. Not on the green. <laughs> like it hits the runoff on the other side of the green and goes like down to the right. Like that is the, the last time I remember tiger saying he's quote unquote healthy and coming out and then playing just really bad golf. So yeah, I definitely agree. There's, there's something amongst, elite athletes that like if they're just laying an absolute egg it they're always going to chalk it up to injury in my opinion 
Yeah, but I think that goes sport to sport where because golf, you can kind of just like bail on yourself and your caddy and be like, yo, fuck this. But like other sports, like I, I don't think unless their trainers or someone is telling them they cannot go out there most. Uh, and I'm get, kind of relating it more to football in my mind right now. But like a lot of those guys are like, no, I got to go out and continue to play for my team if I physically can. I'm still going to be hurt but I'd rather be out there than not out there, you know? So that brings in the interesting dynamic of golf where somebody's like, uh, sorry, dude, you, you know, to your caddy, like, sorry, bro. Like we're out. Like I, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm playing like shit. We're not making any money this week. Anyways, let's go home two days early or three days early, whenever they decide to WD. Um, but yeah, you, you, there is a good point to that of, I think a lot of those athletes get to a, a stage in their career where they're like, well, I've never been bad. Like Aaron Rodgers is, is right now. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. Like, yes, he actually does have a broken thumb and I kudos to him for kind of keeping it quiet for as long as he did. He, he physically kept it quiet, but he doesn't really talk to anyone anyways, other than Pat McAfee, but it, he like would hold it and stuff like that, but he never came out and he never sat out either. So, but sometimes it's like, they're getting to a point where you're just like, all right, dude, take it, take a seat for a little bit, you know, just, you're not what you once were. You're still great. You're still great career. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you could argue is the greatest quarterback of all time. If you take, you know, winning, winning Super Bowls out of it, essentially, just as far as uh continued dominance from a, a position and same with Tiger Woods, but you, you, I still haven't got to the point and it's probably because we just haven't seen him enough where I'm like, I've seen enough of Tiger Woods or think he can't still win again. Maybe I'm the idiot because I, he got me into golf and I can't stop. I can't stop loving him, but it, it, it's just one of those things for me with him. I'm like, yeah, he can go out and win any tournament. And, and he said that, you know, it, whether or not he actually believes that maybe he's so crazy and has been so good that he does, uh, these, the, the high level athlete and, and I, my mind aren't on the same level, <laughs> but the, just the fact of like every turn, he doesn't enter a tournament to not win it, you know, exactly. Like, I there's think 120 he's, guys he's at that in point in his career. There's 120 guys a tournament or out of 120 guys tournament, like realistically 70 to 80 of them know they're not winning it. They're trying to make the cut, get to the next one or top 10, get to the next three, whatever it ends up being. But realistically, there's only so many guys that fully believe that they can win it and they end up being the best. But I just don't think he he I don't think he's done yet. Let's put it that way. I, I know he's withdrawn from this. He's supposed to play in the match on December 10th. Um so we'll see if, you know, that ends up happening. He ends up playing in that or not. I would imagine he will at least try to fight it out because that's a team event. Well, um, and he can also he, ride in that. So I think that'll make a big difference. Oh, yeah. Which that well, that's a oh, perfect segue. That, great segue. That, we're going to ride the golf cart right into our next topic of <laughs> golf carts being allowed on the, the course in, in a PGA tour event. So what, like you, you kind of had an article you said that you saw or, or you know, we won't know free ads for sure, but. Um, unless yeah. you have to like quote it, it, it was you. somebody just saying that Tiger Woods should be fully golf cart exempt for the rest of his career. And it, it, I mean, it brings up the topic of when is a golf cart appropriate for like Casey Martin, for example, back in the day, <clears throat> not back in the day, I think it was like seven, eight years ago. It was the U S open at Olympic club that he qualified for. And he was actually, I don't know if this story has been talked about in a while, but he was the he he played golf at Stanford with Tiger. He's one of his teammates, and now he's the head golf coach coach 
at uh, University of Oregon. And he's a really good player, obviously. Um, he's qualified for a lot of different tournaments. I think he played, I don't know if he ever got fully out on tour, but he qualified for the US Open and he has a degenerative disease in one of his legs or in his body that affects one of his legs. Um, and he was exempt a golf cart for the US Open. And it's visible when you see him walk. You're like, he has a, a visible handicap from his disease, the disease in his body. Uh, I don't know why I keep saying that, but just Tiger dealing with plantar fasciitis because he ran his car off a road doesn't necessarily equate to like a, a degenerative, you know, um, disease that you inherit. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I Do you think there's a difference between like self-harm? Because by that rule too, like John Daly gets a golf cart and it's nobody's fault but his own that he can't walk. I mean, the dude's three bills easy. He could play fucking offensive line for the Broncos. Um, it wouldn't be very quick, but at this point, he's probably better than anyone on the team. Anywho, uh, but really, like, what? where do you draw the line at who gets exempt for a cart and who doesn't? Yeah, well, I think um, short of disease shaming, like you just did, you know. I, I did not. No, I, I, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> like, I think it has to be fucked up. Due, due to a legitimate physical like you said physical ailment that um isn't self-inflicted yeah like i don't know how you word that like uh yeah. hereditary maybe not yeah uh, oh, there you go yes or yeah hereditary disease where you're just like hey like we can't walk because it, it does open we it, can't walk well i don't know did the caddy walk behind casey martin like what did he do no he i think his golf, i think his caddy drove the golf. or no no his Maybe his caddy did walk, but I think his golf bag was on the cart. Oh, okay. That'd be pretty funny. He's like whips up and his caddy's like strolling down with his heavy ass bag. He's like, his caddy's gassed his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, where's my hey. yardage? Yeah, exactly. Just fucking getting down there way ahead of him. Give me uh, a fucking yeah. number. I, I just don't think it's a door worth opening, I guess, for me, because then it just, it just snowballs and or let, it, it or was, just let them all have carts. Like, who really gives a fuck? Uh, yeah do you think I get, you, I do you think you'd lose do you think the pga tour would lose some of its allure if players were riding instead of walking do you think it would yeah, make it yes. too casual i i i don't think about it being too casual i just think when you know when we go to events and go to pga tour events or corn Ferry tour events uh senior tour events i i just think it's like cool when they all like walk up the fairway together or they, and then the caddy like sets the bag down. You can hear the clubs clanking. Like I'm getting real old school just about how much I love it. But like, you can hear him talking versus like rolling up there in an electric cart, <laughs> slamming on the brakes, you know, like I, I think they're like, on that shit. Yeah. Like I think electric, like having a fucking Gatorade and in, in the, you know, a uh, freaking liquid death in the in the water you know in the console just like they just rip a drink before they hit i i don't know i'm not about it like i don't think i love it okay uh, caveat all right i'm not about it unless every single golf cart goes full mic'd up like they do for a match there we go that's see and that's what i think would attract so many more people but the one thing that i think that I didn't even consider until my brain hatched it about 15 seconds ago is imagine trying to spectate for P like if they were playing in golf carts and like 
how hard it would be to follow a group and how quick, you know, like, honestly, I think if pace of play really like sped up on tour, it would be a problem for the spectators. Wouldn't you like you're trying to follow a group that's getting around in three and a half hours. Are you really going to be able to follow a lot of people that go watch PGA tour events are not capable of walking that quickly and follow it. Like you're like chasing down a dude in a golf cart. Just think about like all the famous uh, like walks up 18, like when somebody's going to win the, the open or whatever, imagine them just rolling up in a golf and like yeah, people dude. are surrounding them and they're just like creeping up have, in a golf cart. They're going to have to change it from like a blimp covering the thing to like a helicopter. Yeah, they just exactly, are like dude. It's like forward. fucking racing around the place. And then somebody inevitably goes past like the, where they need to go to the cart path and their cart starts beeping and they have to back out of there and shit. Like I, it would be fucking, I just think it'd be funny. Um, but realistically, like the champions tour going to cart only, I don't feel like would be that bad of an idea with the older guys. No, I think if, if it ends up becoming something that is a legitimate thing, they're going to have to try it on another tour. So I think the champions tour is a good place to start. I'm surprised uh, the tour hasn't done it yet. Yeah, I know. Right. They're, shorts they're, in a golf cart. Shorts in a cart. Start give, off the first hole by taking beer a sleeve shot. and they're good to go. Exactly. Give them a pins and aces beer sleeve and they're ready to roll. Um, but no, I, I do think like it opens a door though. And I think either way, like we just said, whether it's our fantastic ideas, if the PGA tour ends up doing this, we're going to go back to this day, November 30th, 2022 and realize that they stole our idea and sue for it and never work a day in our lives again. But I think, Either way, it would help viewership because if Tiger get if Tiger could play with a cart, like he is is viewership. So yes. I think like there's there's rules for m- people in every walk of life, and then there's are those that don't need to follow those rules, and he's just one of those people. So I I do think it would be interesting to see like the uh, not necessarily the backlash, but like if he ends up getting it how many other players are going to be like, Oh, I have this or I have that. And and then they start doing it. And then it just becomes, I, I think we're 15, 20 years down the road from that even remotely becoming a possibility, but allowing, you know, tiger to do it when it's not necessarily like a regenerative injury or illness or disease that he has, that's causing it. then it's like, well, if tiger did it, why can't I? And, and that, that question is that's just a whole ethical thing that you have to fight through, you know, but if they did mic up all the carts and you could hear everything that they were saying, like in the matches, you would definitely have better viewership. And I think it'd be a lot more interesting to, you know, it would be a lot more interesting to the fans for sure at watching on TV. Like you said, it brings in a whole nother element if you're actually watching live. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's a different experience live, but Overall, I think, and we don't need to even really get into it, but I think sports as a whole needs to go. How has nobody created a pay-per-view channel where you can buy, like, if you want to hear this player mic'd up, you can buy this game mic'd up in his health, like, and it's, you know, non-edited, just full on. They can say whatever they want. How has nobody created that yet? That's that's my million-dollar idea that I could pitch to Shark Tank. Um and then you obviously compensate the guys for being mic'd up. And the more people that want to listen to what you're saying, you know, the more you get paid and the more 
the uh, you know, it's it seems like a win-win for everybody, but yeah, yes. like a, selling like a live Twitch channel while you're playing. Yeah, I, I definitely think that sports are going to go in that direction and we can clip this and save it for 20 years from now. And um, I'm balling out on the Champions Tour, getting ready for my Champions Tour. No, I can't stand when people are like, oh, I'm going to make it on the Champions Tour. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> no, you're fucking not. I might, uh, if, I, if I get really rich and I have a bunch of time um, in my late 40s, I might give her a shot. I'll really grind it out and see if I can get out there. By that time, those dudes are going to be elite, even more elite than they already are, and I'll be fucking hosed. I'll be like the John Daly of the of Champions Tour Q school. And then I'll go oh, yeah. 80, smoke a pack of heaters, and drink a Diet Coke and call it a day. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, sorry about getting off topic. It's not like we ever do that here. No, not at all. But the I do think um it like I said, it does open a door and then it also just adds to who is allowed to take carts. It 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 does go a long ways from that. I do think relating back to your point about everybody being mic'd up. I think some sports, it's a semi issue of like cheating. Like Bill Belichick would have his uh, of an at home person uh, going against him, you know, like uh, in the, yeah, in the watching true. the feed and then texting or you know wire. You know, he'd have he'd have an at home coach with a headset on that. You have a wire tap and, on one of those dudes. Exactly, like uh, that's where I think it, they'd have to figure it out. I still think it'd have to be edited and maybe not live, but like posted after the games. I don't know why there's not like a pay per view mic'd up where it's after the game um, yeah. and players players could subject themselves to it you know like you said to get money where they could be like hey i want to be mic'd up so people can pay to hear this and then they can say whatever they want to say that's not related to the actual in-game stuff or they could after well even afterwards it kind of brings in an interesting like oh that's their play call they know this and that so i think there's a lot of things that go into it but i do think they're is that that is one thing that can make sports a lot better for a, a fan perspective one thing that definitely makes sports a lot better from a fan perspective is the legalization of gambling and the DraftKings Sportsbook. The DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL and the only people that we bet with all holiday season. Thanksgiving, the first thing I did, wake up, make a parlay. Uh, shout out to the Lions for covering. Shout out to the under in that game for covering. Uh, although my Giants plus 10, not as great. Pretty unfortunate that a 7-3 and three team couldn't cover. The Cowboys are still not legit, um, but I'm still going to continue to bet against them until they lose, which will be probably the first round of the playoffs. Um, but on DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you get $150 in free bets if they do. That'll last you the rest of the football season, get you into the playoffs. Uh, just, you know, sprinkles here, sprinkles there. First touchdowns are my favorite bets. I've been doing same game parlays. Um, I was one short, one leg short the other day uh, on a nugget same game parlay. Aaron Gordon didn't have a great night, so kind of hosed me. But the more legs you add in all these same game parlays, the bigger your boost. And when I and I get to boost all of these parlays and win an even bigger amount. And I've actually done a pretty good job this football and basketball season so far in my account. The last couple of weeks is uh, dwindling a bit. I'm getting a little cold, but that's because I've been betting the World Cup, which, um, by the way, here uh, real quick. After I finish, no, hey, let me finish this. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook 
with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I also want to tell you guys about our friends over at Game Time. We're going to the Broncos Ravens game this Sunday. Woo! in Baltimore. We're staying in a super nice hotel. We're going to eat seafood until our faces fall off, but we would not get into the game if it wasn't for the Game Time app. We're also going to the Avs game next week on the Game Time app. Cheaper than any other app uh, that we could find. We don't have tickets already. We want to go see the Bruins. Uh, One of our buddies, Tommy, he's going. He's a Bruins fan. They are a complete wagon this year. We are going to be a wagon again once we're healthy, but we're currently not. Uh, but we're playing good hockey. Like it should be a great game. Bruins are on absolute fire. So we got into game time or we got into both of these games with game time for the least expensive amount of any of the apps by far. You can wait till the game kicks off. Uh, I saw Henry the other day at the Nuggets game. He had, he got two seats to the Nuggets game, like seven, eight rows behind the bench for 35 bucks a piece. Uh, cause he waited till right before the game started, went on game time, got the tickets. So they're our favorite ticketing app. Make sure to check out in the show notes, use that link and you can use game time as well and be able to get into any games, concerts, shows that you like, and you don't even have to show up. You can wait in line, uh, like you're going to get in before you even have a ticket and, and you'll get the best pricing. So make sure to check out game time. Uh, all right. I want to get on my little cold streak because this sent me in a different place. Uh, talking about soccer. Here's my three reasons for not liking soccer. <laughs> and this is going to be a maybe a hot take, maybe a cold take for a lot of people. I do like watching the World Cup. In 2014, when I was in college, we were playing soccer all the time. Me and my roommates, we, were, we had the foreign exchange students out there. We were whipping our ass around the field. Um, but I was like super into it. I remember watching the games, watching USA, being like really into it. I just can't get into it as much this year. Don't know why, but uh, as you've seen, like the bar, DNVR bar, if you guys haven't seen it, it's on TikTok, on MLS TikTok, on um, Players Tribune. We are the main picture of their tweet um, just from different places around the country of watching the World Cup. But number one, can't stand the timing scenario. You never know when the game's over. They randomly will add extra minutes. Nobody knows how many minutes. It's always like a random arbitrary nine to ten minutes. You have to keep playing. The clock never stops. You can just waste as much time as you want without the clock stopping. That's, I think, my biggest pet peeve. Number two, uh, I don't believe any sport in the world. And granted, once they get to this knockout round, there goes to penalty kicks. Like, why doesn't every game go to penalty kicks? There should be no game, no sport in the world. I know soccer is like the most popular sport in the world that ends with a tie. That that shit just drives me up a wall. Yeah, that's shocking so first of all timing you don't know second of all you can end in a tie third of all the flopping is just completely atrocious and i don't understand like what nobody understands really what a foul is i seems like there's people throwing their hands up in the bar yesterday nothing was happening i was just very confusing but the real quick burst on my three reasons why i don't particularly love soccer but maybe that's because i grew up never watching it never playing it so sorry if that's a hot take. Sorry to all you soccer fans out there. We still love you. You can still love golf. We're going to have some rapids on the podcast, by the way. I met uh, Drew Moore yesterday. Uh, he's really excited. He wants to come on our podcast and talk about some golf, some other golfers on there. Um, he was telling me, um, ooh, I think his name's Oscar. One of the guys from the rapids shot 69 at Murphy Creek this year. Oh, so awesome. 
dude's a player. Like, so we're going to definitely get them on the pod and uh, kind of do a little soccer golf mashup. And I'm obviously going to not say what I just said about soccer. And we'll talk about how great it is, but Drew seems like a great guy. So excited to have them on. Um, but yeah, that's my little, my little blip about the world cup. World cup's fun. Gets, gets the world going. Uh, fills yeah, up bars I, I and, like, I like the world cup just from the fact of like all of England's together, all of America's together, all of, you know, you're just representing your home country, but yes, I, I would agree with you on the, the, the soccer uh, takes there that um, it, it's just something we didn't grow up playing. So it, it's something you don't know, like it's rugby or it's cricket. Like if I turn it on, I just don't know that much. And the other thing is just the size of the field is one of my main gripes. Like, these dudes are just running literally ragged all over the fucking place. There's way less action. Um, and like you said, dude, the flopping is out of hand. These guys are softer than baby shit in a microwave. Like they, you look at them wrong and they go down like they broke their legs. So it's, it is very frustrating to watch, but overall, I mean, it's still cool. Like when they do score a goal, it's just fucking banana land. Like everybody freaks out. And I don't know. The culture over here for soccer is just not great. The culture in England, I think, would be a lot more fun to go to like soccer games and to to have really passionate soccer fans. Um, it's just a different culture. It's like the NFL, but bigger to them over there. So, uh, but yes, I I would definitely agree. It's not like my favorite thing on TV to watch, especially no. if the U.S. is right. playing. I'm all the way out. Right. Exactly. All right, let's get into uh, our final segment for the day. We're going to talk a little bit about golf memorabilia. So there's this uh, story came up on PGA Tour. Um, some items signed by Tiger Woods are going up for auction. Make sure you want to get into that a little bit. And then I also have some other items that I found that sold for auction. Uh, one of these super interesting, uh, Francis Wee Metz 1913 U.S. Open gold medal. Um it went, it sold for $80,736. That's it. Um, yeah. And this is, this article is a little bit older, a couple, like two years old. Um, but kind of insane to think like that, the basically one of the most storied, if not the most storied golf tournament in history that kind of created, you know, uh, an amateur winning the U S open, blah, blah, blah. They made movies about this and like, you could have his actual gold medal for $80,736. Also, um, you can get a, uh, you can get Sam Sneed's 1954 Masters Tournament Winners Trophy for $94,152. That's really, I feel like that's pretty reasonable. For for a real golf historian, like... I mean, you know how, how many people just have like outrageous money somehow. Um, but yeah, 95 grand compared to, so we'll, I'll, I'll just tell you a little bit about what's going up for auction right now. Um, <clears throat> so Tiger is, he's got three items up for auction. And one thing I really don't understand is like, so apparently Tiger has an exclusive memorabilia partner, Upper Deck Authenticated. So do they pay him? Like, you know what I mean? What, what is, does he make money on this? I would, I would think he would. Um, but it's just kind of, I guess you sign an exclusive memorabilia deal and those people get rights to it. Then they auction it, whatever. Um, but so he's got three items going up for sale 
He's got a glove uh, during the, um, I think it was during the 2000 Masters. Yeah. Or no, I'm sorry. It was during his uh, 2000 US Open at Pebble Beach, um, where he won by 15 shots. So that glove's going up for sale or for, up for auction. Um, <clears throat> along with a uh, one of the trademark red shirts that he wore at Augusta and another putter, the Nike Method putter, I think he used in 2000. So the, the shirt's from 2010. Um, the putter is from 2010. And uh, the putter came directly from Woods' longtime agent, Mark Steinberg, who donated, to a, donated it to a 2014 charity auction. So I don't know exactly if the, the upper deck went and bought it from the charity auction or, you know what I mean? How exactly that works. I'm not quite positive. Uh, but so there's a red master shirt, a glove from the 2010 U S open and a putter for that he used during the 2010 season. So uh, I, I mean, the, the money these things go for is just absolutely obscene. Spencer, do you, have, I have a list pulled up of, I mean, the all-time sports memorabilia. Uh, I don't know. Did you look through that that list at all? No. The the I, the things that I found were just, like, golf-related. Like, you can buy Arnold Palmer's Masters Tournament trophy uh, for 444000 Okay. So, and, like, I, I don't know. Like, I when I look at memorabilia, I have a good amount of it. Um, nothing at this level. But I think some of it is, like, I, to me, like owning an actual trophy is kind of lame if you didn't win it. Yeah, I'm no, more I get of like a, a worn like this this shirt. Like it still looks kind of weird that he wrote all over the front of a shirt and it's one of his red Nike polos. I don't particularly love that, but at the same time, just looking at like certain things that you can buy, I think it'd be cool to have. But like these are obviously very niche. Um, like one of these things. So you, 1996 Scotty Cameron hand stamped gold plated victory putters so they have a it's 11 handcrafted putters by scotty cameron in the mid 90s they're all victory putters so like each one was uh, they have three tiger woods one a justin leonard one and ernie ells one and those are like one hundred and eight thousand a piece so there's the actual putter they use and it's like gold plated and they like redo it but i mean oh, some of that cool. stuff would be kind of cool but like also you got to have a, a sick amount of money to be able to even remotely afford these as a, as a toy. No, oh, you know, yeah, absolutely. A I mean, it's like an ultimate man cave, um, you know, piece to have on your wall or in display, whatever. Uh, but can you name, so Tiger Woods putter from when was it? So Tiger's putter sold for five point, uh, 5.16 million when he won the grand slam in 2000 and 2001, or I'm sorry, is his irons. I apologize. Is his irons. Um, his set of irons for 5.16 million. And that's ranked 13th all time in, uh, in all time memorabilia auction sales. So what I'm just going to go through the list. Give me, give me a few items you think would be ahead of that just off the top of your head. Cause I feel like this is kind of right up your alley. Is this golf related or just, no, this sport? is all of sports. 
Um, is there any sort of like Michael Jordan jersey, war, game worn jersey? Number two is Michael Jordan's 1998 The Last Dance uh, game worn jersey. That sold for $10.09 million. Jesus, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, like you not only have to spend 10 million on that, you got to spend another probably million on a case for it with a lock. And then you got to have a house that has it worth multiple millions to be lock that in like, yeah, so Um, many things. So what I mean, in all honesty, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it sounds like it looks like baseball memorabilia collectors are pretty much the most popular of them all because out of. All of them ahead of Tiger. So what did, what did I say? He was 13th with the irons. Yeah. So out of the 12 ahead of Tiger, we've got some real old school baseball. So Mickey, 1952 Mickey Mantle, um, SGC. Is that signed game card? Signed game SGC. I don't really know what that means. Um, uh, yeah, no idea. But so Mickey Mantle, 12.6 million. Um, and then we've got a world cup from 1986, Diego Maradona. I probably just butchered the absolute fuck out of that. Um, and the original 1892 Olympic manifesto. So I think that's like the original idea of writing the, or creating the Olympics sold for 8.81 million. Um, and then you've got a few Honus Wagner, uh, memorabilia pieces, Muhammad Ali's championship belt, from the 1970s, the heavyweight championship belt, uh, that went for over $6 million. And then Steph Curry's not, uh, 2009 playoff national treasures, one of one logo, man. I don't really know what that is. Is this um, an NFT? Do they have pictures of it? No. It's just, uh, no. If they had a picture of it, it wouldn't be an NFT because then I could just screenshot it and it'd be mine. True. Um, <laughs> And then you've got Babe Ruth at nine with a game worn jersey, um, a 1914 Baltimore News Babe Ruth <clears throat> uh, card, I think. And then a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle uh, card, and then a LeBron James signed rookie patch for 5.2. So, oh my God, Luka Doncic already, one of his pieces already sold for 4.6. Babe Ruth game worn jersey for 4.4. Uh, Jim's Nace, J- James Naismith's original rules of basketball, 4.3. Um, <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes, uh, rookie NF Treasures NFL Shield has already sold for 4.3. So it kind of gives you a good idea of who collectors think are going to be transcendent of their time. So somebody thinks very highly of Luca, somebody thinks very highly of. Uh, who else? Patrick Mahomes. I mean, cause it's, that's with the all-time greats. You got Babe Ruth, you got Stan Musial. Um, did I say, is it Stan? Mu- I don't even think Stan that's Musial. Right. Yeah. But well, no, but I don't know if he's on that list or not, but it's just all. Honus Wagner is who you're thinking. Honus Wagner. Yes. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> but Tiger, it, it, I mean, it really goes to show you, cause like you said, you can buy Arnold Palmer, who's, arguably a top five golfer of all time. You can buy his fucking you, uh, one of his trophies for under half a million dollars compared to tiger woods that has a set of irons that'll go for over five. So it's just another reason why tiger's so transcendent um, or a, kind of a product of how transcendent he was in the sport of golf. Cause 
there is just a new level of people obsessed with anything Tiger Woods. Right. Well, and I think the craziest thing about memorabilia in general is there's so much of it out there that nobody even knows they have. Like that, like it could be there could be millions of dollars sitting in somebody's random basement that they don't even know. You know, oh, like 100%. so th- this uh, green green jacket. Uh, it doesn't say who's who actually won it, so it's a Masters green jacket. It sold for one hundred forty thousand at auction. It started the, the starting bid of that auction was five thousand dollars. It was found at a Toronto thrift store and purchased on site for $5. Get the fuck out. So shit like that, you just never know where, you know, where things are and who has what. And it's, it's crazy. Talk about the find of the century. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like antiques roadshow if you or like, uh, um, one of my all time favorite shows, American pickers. It's shit like that, where you, you come across something like that and it's that rare and it's that good of a find. But I would, would say be... that, that uh, Toronto jacket, I think that's probably the highest rate of return on any piece of memorabilia ever for what they paid for it compared to what they sold it for. Exactly. It would just be hilarious to find out like whose green jacket that actually was, you know? Yeah. Or I, I, I would assume it had to be authenticated by somebody because otherwise somebody wasted 140 grand and is the biggest idiot ever. So exactly for somebody's random green vest that they, that they bought at a, at a Macy's six months before that, and then gave to a thrift store. Exactly. Oh, that's amazing, dude. Well, that wraps it up for us this week. Enjoy uh, the hero world challenge this weekend, even though tiger woods isn't playing, he'll be back. Uh, and golf will be pretty exciting here in a couple of days uh, with the PNC. Everybody will be talking about Charlie. We do have the GDE uh, shootout, which is the new shark shootout. So that is coming up here soon, uh, December 7th through 11th next weekend. So replacing good old Greg Norman, who everybody is just like shitting on at any point right now. Um, but yeah, just uh, enjoy the holidays. I hope you, everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll be back to talk to you guys next week. We did have to due to snow and, and schedule conflicts, remove our guests from this week, but we do have a guest coming up here pretty soon. And uh, we've got some exciting things for you guys in the works for throughout the rest of this winter and hopefully rolling into next golf season and uh, being in Arizona, maybe uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to that and release that when we know and when, and then you'll know. So thanks for listening to BDE. Make sure you like and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to Throw a comment in there. Hey, these guys are the greatest podcasters ever, but it has to be from you. Not from me, obviously, you know, I, I mean, if you, if you think that great, give us a comment, give us a like five stars, four stars, one star. Um, but yeah, have a great weekend. We will talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace.